you're listening to Irish Radio Canada's Home and Abroad and I'm delighted to be able to say I'm sitting at the Shaw Festival Theatre in uh, Niagara on the Lake sitting across from Tim Carroll who's the artistic director and starting his second season and uh, first of all Tim thanks a million for taking some time because I know you're very busy as the second season gets underway oh you're very welcome it's a pleasure to be here um, before I let you talk about the second season I have to tell you I did a little bit of research and I, I saw that before you got a chance to start on your first season some of the Toronto critics were quite um, um, nasty in a way or they were quite uh, critical of your appointment yeah. and I would have to say based on what I saw after the first season um, you got rave reviews from the first season and it looks like you proved them wrong well, it, it wasn't really personal. Oh, I know that. It yeah. wasn't really about me. Yeah. I, and I think, you know, I'm sure those critics, e even the quite angry ones, uh, would rather the Shaw did well than not do well. They just thought it shouldn't have been a non-Canadian appointed. Right. And, uh, you know, opinions will differ about that. And uh, the debate has calmed down a bit, or at least moved on to the next place it's going to be held. But it's... I realised very quickly that I couldn't do much either way about it and it wasn't really about me so I just stayed got on with it and yeah. Yeah. so you're looking forward to season number two yeah. with a lot less trepidation than season number one yeah, yeah. I think that's fair to say good um, the other thing to give the listener a little bit of a background um, the, the festival has been running now for since 1962 mm. Um, very much a long-running festival, and I see that it, while it does some Shaw, pr Shaw productions, it also does productions that from Shaw's era. Yes, we used to do only productions from Shaw's era, but then under Christopher Newton, that began to stretch a little bit, and my predecessor Jackie Maxwell stretched it a bit further. And I, I came in and really thought, well, if there's no point stretching it every few years, let's just uh, take the handcuffs off altogether and say we'll do what we like, but we're still inspired by Bernard Shaw and we still love to do his plays. Now, one of the questions that an Irish person has to ask and try to get a real answer from, aside from Brian Doherty being <laughs> one of the founders, what is the connection between Niagara-on-the-Lake and Shaw? And why would <laughs> Niagara-on-the-Lake establish a Shaw festival? Well, that was one of the questions I asked when I came for my interview, and the uh, the board um, were very refreshingly clear about it, uh, which is that Calvin Rand and Brian Doherty saw the effect that uh, the Shakespeare Festival had had on Stratford down the road in re rejuvenating that town, and uh, here was Niagara on the Lake, similarly in need of rejuvenation, and so they thought, let's have a theatre festival. Uh, they've already bagged Shakespeare. Who else is there that's written a lot of plays? So that's how they came to Bernard Shaw. So there was no great burning passion for Bernard Shaw driving it. They almost just picked him as someone who had a lot of plays and was probably better known than Lope de Vega, who has even more. So, <laughs> um, so they obviously they latched on to a winner. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And indeed, it's a good point that you make because in 1962, Bernard Shaw was much more mainstream than he is now. Right. Especially in Canada, he was really very central to a new cultured person's education, whereas nowadays you can go through school and university and never hear of him. So, based on that, then from the demographic of the people who would tend to attend the Shaw Festival, is it an ageing demographic because of that? Or is there a younger audience who are coming and having their eyes opened to this playwright? 
I would say the theatre demographic traditionally is an ageing one. It has always been, ever since I came into the theatre 30 years ago, people have been saying, oh, our audience is getting old and dying. Um, and I think the fact is that it's simply true that a lot of people wait until they have more time to come to the theatre. Um, having said that, we did two productions of Shaw last year, both of which had a lot of young people come to see it. Uh, and both of which really appealed to younger audiences. So I don't have any anxiety over the long-term viability of Bernard Shaw as a playwright. I think he's hugely entertaining and very funny. You mentioned since you came into the theatre 30 years ago. What brought you into the theatre 30 years ago? Oh, crikey. Um, it, it was actually something 34 years ago, which was seeing John Barton's TV series playing Shakespeare, right. where he did uh, a series of programs with the stalwarts of the RSC like Ian McKellen and Judy Dench uh, teaching them how to speak the verse and how to use the language and that really captured my imagination and although I was actually going up to Oxford to read classics I got there just on the back of seeing that series with a burning determination to put on Shakespeare plays and see if I could put into practice what I'd seen John Barton doing so my way in was through Shakespeare and most of my career has been with Shakespeare. Did you anticipate when you made that decision that you would be able to successfully craft a career and arrive in a position as an artistic director of a festival such as this? <laughs> of course not. Um, and of course I did because of course at the age of 20 you sort of think you're going to conquer the world in one form or another so you, you daydream about all sorts of uh, glorious outcomes as well as all the terrible poverty and starvation outcomes. So I didn't really go into it with any uh, long-term view at all. I just thought, well, I'll have a go and see if I can be a director. Theatre has a very long tradition in London particularly, and then I know in Broadway, but would you say that the tradition in Canada is as rich or as, well, it wouldn't be as deep-rooted. Um, so did that represent to you or present to you challenges on coming from somewhere where tradition has the heritage or theatre has the heritage that it has mm. to come over to the side of the Atlantic? Uh, yeah, I don't think that Canadian theatre has any um, reason to be apologetic. I think in a way it has the opportunity to, uh, at its best, to marry the American tradition of Miller and O'Neill and Williams with the British United Kingdom tradition of Shaw and Wilde and Coward and all the rest of it um, and of course Shakespeare belongs to the world so you know the, the Canadians have been acting long enough that there is a huge pool of very experienced actors here um, there's no actor who is 300 years old so a 300 year tradition can't make an individual actor any better and uh, the company here and the actors I've worked with at Stratford are every bit as talented and committed as actors anywhere else so there's a lot of potential. You mentioned Stratford and I know you spent uh, some time in Stratford and you mentioned that Shakespeare was what appealed to you to get into the theatre and mm. um, was it a pull in any way to say I'm going to leave Shakespeare to go to Shaw? No I mean I've done 30 of them so I can happily take a break and um, you know assuming I 
have a few more years left in the tank there's no reason why I can't do it again when I finish here we are doing one this year but that's an exception it's very much not going to be the rule but I've never believed in having a kind of bucket list of plays and I'm not a completist it's not like I want to do all of Shakespeare's plays I don't care if I never do Coriolanus or The Merry Wives of Windsor Do you see or, um, a difference in how you approach theatre from being on stage and off stage and do you have something deep down that is a preference from one to the other? Uh, well, I'm not an actor at all, so being on stage doesn't, um, doesn't appeal to me. I'm happy being on stage at the beginning of a show, introducing the show and welcoming the audience. I can uh, do that okay, and I've certainly got better at it over the years, but um, I've always been strictly a backstage person. I tried acting at university, and I was terrible at it. So then, from a directional perspective, um, would you say that being from the British Isles um, gives you a perspective on be it Shakespeare or Shaw uh, that then you need to translate that in a different way um, and when I say a different way I just mean like we have always found that we think or we can say things and there's things lost in translation mm -hmm. well it's certainly true more with Shaw than Shakespeare I would say I think Shakespeare's lost to everyone who hasn't put in a lot of time to study it um, and I don't mean lost fundamentally, but I mean all of those little nuances of how a phrase would naturally come out of the mouth. They really have to be relearned from scratch. Whereas there are definitely phrases in Shaw where I would occasionally say to the actor, that's, that's not how that phrase would get said. And they say, how do you know? And I go, I just know. My mum's Irish. Mm -hmm. you know? I know mm -hmm. how my mum would say that. That's mm -hmm. a phrase my mum would use, and that's not how you'd stress it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So looking at the second season, you're coming in now and you have the season planned out. Um, the, you're opening this week um, and uh, I know in the theatre everyone's going to be going around breaking a leg. Um, over the period between now and October, it's ten productions, is it? Or how many have you? Gosh, well, I think it's more this year because we have Stephen Fry doing three. Okay. So it was just on his own. So I think it's twelve, in fact. And that is or through four, there's four different venues there? Three this year, okay. because we have a, a lease on the courthouse, which we have traditionally built a theatre in each year, but it's coming to the end of its workable life because of the new uh, legislation on accessibility. Okay. And, uh, and because it was never built to be a theatre, it's become more and more problematic. So for the moment, we're only using the Royal George, the studio and the festival while we wait to see whether it will be possible to go back into the courthouse in any form. So having lived through a season also here in, in Niagara on the Lake where it's theatre from April into October, um, that in itself, just living here, must be a unique experience. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a real change. I've never lived in a town this size. I've either lived in the middle of nowhere in the countryside or right in London. So um, it's a very easy town to live in. There's lots of lovely cycle rides to go on on my bike. And I have to say it's a very convenient place for a job like mine where really I don't have much time for anything except doing the job. But then what I'm talking about in a way is like at the moment before this season has started, mm -hmm. it's very quiet out there. Yes, it is, which is fine because it means I can get on with it. It's right. not quiet in here. But once the season starts, the whole atmosphere of, of Niagara and the Lake must change. It's nice to be responsible for that, and, and indeed we were thrilled at uh, Christmas last year when we put on a Christmas carol for the first time, 
and our first holiday show and we didn't know how it would go and it was really exciting to see that we were able to get a bit of that buzz going at Christmas as well and right. the shopkeepers were certainly very popular or we were popular with them I should say. Indeed. Well Tim I've taken enough of your time and I do want to get the housekeeping details out there. Yes please. So do you want to tell us the website box office details or do you have that one? Uh, I only have the website in my head which is www.shorefest.com and that will bring you to the box office yeah. and all there's uh, I know there's a PDF of the the brochure that can be downloaded yes. as well and everything is there. Uh, so again, that's www.shawfest.com. Yes. Indeed. Well, Tim Carl, I want to thank you for taking a little bit of time. It's been fascinating talking with you. Likewise. And uh, I wish you a very successful season. Thank you.